Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hour of Power podcast. Back with you again, it's Cameron, and I am joined by Caleb. How are you going, Caleb? Oh, chocolate coma. Two words. Chocolate Chocolate coma. Had a bit too much over the weekend, did you? No, never such a thing as too much chocolate, Cam, you know that. That's true, that's true. I didn't have too much chocolate in the end. I think maybe because the uh, the stores were running a little low. I only had one Easter bunny, so I felt like that was a pretty good effort. Um, I reduced my chocolate amount to only one Easter bunny. Are you the kind of guy who like hoards your Easter chocolate and keeps it until like November or nah. have you eaten everything you received already? I'm, I'm the complete opposite. My sisters both save everything myself. Nah, eat it all straight away. I'm just that's like good. chowing it straight down. That's good because you know you eat yours on the day and then you can just snack on your sisters secretly over the next few months. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Now, Caleb, last week we talked about exercise. I brought that topic and we had Tim onto the podcast to help us set our facts straight. There's lots of great information in that. Over the weekend, we did some interesting stuff to do with exercise. What did you do? Yeah, well, we I dragged you along for the journey, Cam. My, my dad um, loves this guy on YouTube called Bo Miles, who's like an ultra marathon, like ultra challenge kind of dude. Uh, and he, he did this video where he does a marathon in the course of 24 hours where you Insane. run one mile at the start of every hour. And then in between each run, you do a different chore that you've been putting off at home. So we did a like a, a variation of that. So on Saturday, you were, you were a part of this. Everyone picked a different length and we all ran at the start of every hour for whatever length that we wanted to yep. uh, determine for ourselves and then completed chores. So like for, for myself and my wife here, we did, we worked out, we did 21 tasks and ran wow. 57 kilometers between the two of us on Saturday. Jeez. So it was one of the most productive days ever. That's good effort. I only ran 27 kilometers by myself. So that's pretty that's, good. I was still happy with that effort. It was a good effort on my behalf. It's the longest for a guy who prefers run, so. the 100 meter sprint, that is very good. <laughs> well, that was last week's topic, Caleb, but this week we've got something new. We, As always, we like to switch up our topics. We like to learn about something new. However, this week, it's not my turn to bring it. So uh, it's your turn. What do you have installed for us this week, Caleb? What's give our, me a little, what give me a little drum roll, Cam, because I know you're going to okay. like this one. Build the anticipation. Okay, Easter. Okay, so the thing that we celebrated just over the weekend, like literally Mm -hmm. the three days, well, the weekend just gone by. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, where even you and I were recording this on the day that we get off because of the Easter weekend. So what more relevant than this? And we talked about chocolate comas. This this all ties into Easter. So why not spend 60 minutes to become experts on what this weekend's all about? Yeah, I think like, I mean, I know a little bit like in the sense of like, I mean, we get a holiday each year and, I mean, chocolate, but <laughs> I think there's a little bit more to it than that. So I'm interested to see what our uh, our research finds, whether we can become uh, experts on this subject. Caleb, do you have some questions that we're going to be answering? Absolutely. As always, we've got our four core questions. Okay. I'll read out yours first, Cam. The first two that I want you to take a look at. Number one, what is the history of Easter? Where okay, did this history. all begin? We often start with a question, something like that. So do you think you can tackle that one? I think I can tackle that one. I like the history aspect. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the second question for you, when and why did it become a public holiday? Okay. 
Is it a public holiday? So hey, like excited that. to find out why exactly we do get a long weekend. Whether, yeah, uh, yeah we'll find out what you find there. Number yes. three for me, why is the Easter bunny and chocolate a thing? Where did okay. the bunny and chocolate eggs, then those two things aren't even linked, bunnies and eggs. So <laughs> That's true. It should be a chocolate, uh, chocolate chicken or something. I know. There's no rhyme or reason to that so i'm looking forward to seeing what explanation the interwebs will have for that and number okay. four traditions around easter around the world i'm excited to find out how uh you know we know how it looks here in australia we've mm. seen maybe you've seen hop that great movie that came out about the bunny and the, i think that was based in america okay it was about easter okay yeah, you haven't seen that no i haven't seen that so Maybe you should just spend 60 minutes watching Hop. Sounds great. Sounds like a great 60 <laughs> minutes study to me. Okay, so there's our questions. We're going to be finding out. Um, we're going to be trying to become experts on the subject of Easter. So, Caleb, um, let's get this going. And I guess I'll see you in 60 minutes, in an hour. here reading all the way about Easter and I'm learning some stuff that I haven't ever heard of before, um, a bit of Latin and Greek, um, but I'm getting extremely distracted because this article I'm reading from the Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, I don't know if I said that correct, um, has a Dwarf Planet video that just plays the whole time you're reading the article. So it's just going into whether Pluto is a dwarf planet. I'm trying to study up on <laughs> Easter, not dwarf planets. Uh, yeah, back to the study. That's all I had to say. Well, welcome back, Caleb, after our hour of power of research. How are you feeling? No, Confess, how much chocolate did you eat? How much chocolate did you eat during that time? Well, like I said before, I actually ate all my chocolate yesterday. So I have no chocolate left. Um, so I did go looking for some. I will disclaim that. I did go looking for some. I couldn't find any. How much did you eat? It feels like you ate uh, some. Yeah, I wish I did too. I actually made two minute noodles. Oh, you ate two minute noodles. Okay. <laughs> Which I was like, flavor? What's, what's, a, what's a quick mid-research snack? Oh, yeah. noodles. Perfect. Two minutes. That's true. That's true. You can mull over some information. You could, uh, you could maybe even print out the whole encyclopedia Brit. Hanukkah and like read through it while you're <laughs> that's that's where well, I found myself I found myself on the encyclopedia of Britannica like getting answers okay, to some well, of my I'm, questions I'm curious to hear what the fruit of that time spent in the encyclopedia of Britannica uh, was so let's jump into your <laughs> core questions the first one history of Easter tell, tell us what you found in your 60 minutes Kim well yeah, so this is what I found. I will start with an encyclopedia of Britannica. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I feel so uneducated every single time I say it. But I, I started there and um, I found it. Let's some just stuff. stop saying it. Let's just stop saying yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's probably the best for that's, both of us. That's my new train of thought. Um, but now I'm getting into some harder words to pronounce. So I think I was just warming up my tongue. Um, what I found out is Easter, the, the word actually comes from a few, from a Latin and Greek word, which is Pasture, <laughs> not Nailed pasture. Um, uh, pasha, maybe P A S C H A. Pasha. I'm going to say pasha. Okay. And it's uh, it's a festival of the Christian Church, which celebrates the resurrection of Jesus um, Christ on the third day after his crucifixion. So that's something that uh, I guess a lot of um, people who are Christians or have gone to church throughout their life they would know that because um, it's kind of one of the core um, dates that Christianity is centered around. And I think a lot of people in general would probably know that about the holiday that it is a 
Christian holiday. Um, so mm. that's a little bit more to it. Um, it's actually started being um, celebrated since the second century. Um, so with some of the earliest. The second century. The second century, yeah. That's old school. Yeah, it's really old. And um, it started getting celebrated as some of the earliest uh, church, but it actually came into alignment with um, some other things that were happening around this time that made it kind of into um, a holiday that everyone actually took place in, not just Christians. So there was some... Um, so some Christians celebrating this at that time, but then at the same time there were some pagan things that were happening. And basically over the time they've combined both these things together that have now kind of turned into what this is celebrated. But it's still widely believed that it is mainly a Christian holiday and there's other things that happen around the date. And some of those things are um, the celebration of the spring equinox, um, which is the um, – the day in the year where the sun light and the night and the, I don't know where the sun's down, the moonlight <laughs> is the exact same <laughs> amount of time. The darkness and the light in the day is the exact ah. sa- same amount of time. Um, oh, that's and so cool. I just know that it's a song by Skrillex. I wasn't sure what Equinox actually meant. <laughs> well, that's what it, that's what it is. Um, and it's celebrated around the spring Equinox. So it's actually a Northern hemisphere thing. And so down here in Australia where we are, we celebrate it the wrong time of year because um, it's the opposite. But because we're from Britain originally, we celebrate it at the same time as them. So the spring equinox is kind of where it's celebrated um, and it's celebrated around that time um, because they use that as kind of the dating mark for when um, the Christian, uh, when when Jesus was crucified, which is the base of the Christian belief. Um, so yeah, it's kind okay. of those yeah. two so things So it's when the together. original event that causes it all to start uh, happened according yes. to the way they've been able to back that. Okay, I'm yep. with you. Yep. And uh, so so that's kind of the, the big kind of history picture and it's been celebrated ever since. Uh, in Australia, we started celebrating it since 1823. And uh, by um, it, I mean... Uh, the multiple holidays that come with it. There's multiple different days and multiple different meanings. Um, some last the 40 days before, uh, which is Lent for the uh, mainly Catholic church celebrate that. And then there's also one that's 50 days after Easter. And then there's um, used to be celebrated for eight days around the Easter kind of weekend. And now wow. we, what we kind of know as Easter is the, the good Friday, the Friday before the Sunday, and then the Easter Monday, which is the day after Sunday. Um, and, and even in Australia, there's different terms for that. So it kind of seems like there all around the world, it's called different things. And there's some different um, historical things that have happened to make it what it is today. But basically yeah. th- there's a lot of history around it, uh, but it mainly comes from the Christian um, belief and their they're kind of the basis for the whole Easter holidays. Okay. I, I actually, I kind of clicked onto one thing you said, then you said there was a 40 day Lent lead up, then a 50 day post and then an eight day thing. Something. <laughs> yes, yeah. If you put all of those together, there's the potential here, Cam, that we could, <laughs> we could celebrate a 100 day uh, <laughs> thing and With chocolate. chocolate could be a part. <laughs> so, so for a hundred days, we would have an excuse to consume more chocolate than normal. That's ah. that's that's pretty good. And then the other <laughs> half of the year, we're, we're spent cleansing ourselves of all that chocolate consumption. I guess yes. that's it. Right? Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's uh, kind that's of right. some. Yeah. Of, that's kind of some of the history of Easter. Um, 
like from the historical books that I could find and the different uh, websites that have that stuff. That was kind of the history. Um, I want to totally jump onto one of your questions now, which is the traditions. So in some oh, of the history would. there, there would be a number of traditions that we celebrate. What are some of the traditions, Caleb? What did you find some of the traditions from around the world that are celebrated are? Sure. There was some great stuff. So one of the first ones I found was Lent, which you mentioned the 40 day lead up. A lot of Christians, uh, celebrate this from varying denominations, uh, Catholic church involved, all sorts of different churches involved. Um, basically they fast for 40 days, which is, uh, kind of copying what Jesus did according to the scriptures. He went into the desert for 40 days. He fasted. Um, so they copy that as a preparation for the Easter celebrations yep. on, on the particular weekend. Cool tradition. Yep. Um, there was also some, you know, fasting is left of field, but let's go even more left of field, perhaps, uh, in, in the Greek Island of Corfu, you're going to like this one. Yep. They throw clay pots <laughs> off of their balconies. Everyone oh. apparently on this Island. Oh, I found out something. This is actually something I scrolled past while I, um, okay. while I was researching. Did you know in Poland on Easter Monday, boys tried to soak people with buckets of water? Um, cause that's that- a tradition that they've rooted in the baptism of the uh, Pollock Prince Miesko on Easter Monday in um, AD 996. So. Okay. that No, I didn't find that one. And I just quickly looked it up. The low temperature in Poland today in Warsaw is, is negative one. That, that's a mean tradition. <laughs> that, that is a terrible tradition. Um, but yeah, that was just like while I was researching, that was a tradition I found. But yeah. Okay. There you go. So that's a, that's okay. a, so there's a number of traditions, but yes, I like that Greek one. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, in Bermuda, there's a kite flying festival in Norway. They've got a, they've got a tradition of sharing murder mystery stories. I, I, I don't know where the relevance of that is. Okay. Uh, in Switzerland, uh, you know, we've got the Easter bunny. That's what we'll, we'll talk more about that in a minute, but there was, uh, Easter eggs are delivered by a cuckoo, a cuckoo bird in Switzerland. Okay. Uh, in Germany, apparently, in some places, Easter eggs are delivered by a fox. Oh, oh, oh the fox okay. and the bunny? Easter- <laughs> is that because the fox <laughs> ate the bunny? <laughs> yeah, the only one that I'm paying there is the cuckoo bird because I'm assuming, like most birds, cuckoo birds lay eggs. Maybe that makes sense. The okay. bunny and the fox neither are egg laying. Not sure what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, then there's this was somewhat interesting in, in the Russian Orthodox Church. Obviously, in Russia, uh, they actually celebrate Easter Sunday a week later than most of us do because they use the old Julian calendar instead of what we use, which is the Gregorian calendar. So, so they're a week behind us in their celebrations. That was, that was interesting. Uh, also in Russia, this one, I wasn't, this made me a little nervous. Uh, they keep the eggs that they exchange in, in some cases for the entire year because they believe doing so will help to protect their house from natural disasters. I don't even want to know what a 365 day old egg looks like. Or Disgusting. Like. That's, that's what I reckon it looks like. <laughs> Imagine is- if you accidentally knocked it off the bench on like day 284. Oh like, no, that would smell. That would, that'd be that'd, horrible. That'd be really bad. <laughs> That yeah, would be really bad. That'd be terrible. So, so some some great traditions there. Some some really good. Some mm. um, certainly not as good. Uh, but but fantastic to see the different traditions. So yeah. whatever Easter means to you around the world, wherever you're listening, very cool. Uh, yeah. If you're one of the people in 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 Creco, I think you win. Throwing clay pots off of a balcony, uh, that's pretty cool. I, yes. I would want to be a part of that. I agree. I. 
I wouldn't want to be in Poland though. I'm going to be honest. Wouldn't want to yeah, be in no, Poland with the, the water. Game nothing throwing. about that sounds good. I nothing will, about that sounds good. I did find something else though when I just after the Poland thing. Um, in they did say in other places in Europe there is a um celebration with bonfires. Um, which I think is way more appropriate for um, Europe at this time of the year, which is cold, than throwing water. So maybe the people will get wet in Poland and then go elsewhere to the big bonfires to warm up because I, I would hate to That makes me feel be- slightly better. Yes, yes. yes. But that's, that's if the people who got the water thrown on them aren't knocked out on the ground because the kids didn't realise that the water in the bucket had actually frozen <laughs> since they filled the bucket and then they just threw it. Like a negative one, that would freeze your butt. Anyways, that's, true. that's a terrible tradition. That is true. Um, uh, I'm glad we don't live in Poland. Uh, another tradition, the public holiday, which was the core question for you. Why did it start being a public holiday? What yep. what happened there? Why do we get some days off for this? Uh, well, so the main thing was that, um, you know, the the same kind of thing with the before the spring equinox, um, they wanted to celebrate that the night was getting shorter um, and that winter was coming to an end. Um, and so it started being celebrated as a holiday for that. It was more like a, a big celebration. But then at the same time, uh, the early Christian church used to celebrate it as um, the, the time where they um, celebrated their resurrected king. Um, so what scripture would tell us there is that was kind of the main thing for them was that they would celebrate this time as a time where they now found freedom um, because of what uh, their King um, Jesus Christ had done for them. And so then they started celebrating that as a feast to kind of celebrate what it meant to them. And so there was both those things. um, And so those things then carried it throughout history as kind of a time where we would just celebrate that, uh, you know, not only is the the night getting shorter, but also that, um, you know, for Christians in particular, they would celebrate that. Um, and so there's no real reason why everyone else in the world um, celebrates it, but it's something that has kind of come into um, a, a worldly kind of celebration. That's really cool. And that's really cool that it has its origins all the way back to then. Cause I just assumed that some cheeky president or prime minister somewhere along the way was like, here's another public <laughs> holiday we can have. Like, I just thought it was going to be a story like that. So that, that's really cool that that's it goes true. all the way back to the original event. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes all the way back and there's, um, yeah, like no real, no real one time where it happened. Um, and everyone was like, oh, we're going to start doing it now. But there is one cool thing with that is that the um, Easter holiday, most people know this, isn't celebrated on just one day, but it falls between um, generally March 25th and April 25th because those are the times um, where it's like a certain period after the um, spring equinox happens. So when that the day that equals the same amount of night and day happens, then they calculate, I think it's like 40 days from there, then they calculate what the um, the day of Easter is. So that's kind of another little bit of information about it. There you go. Very interesting. So mm. that's where the public holiday yeah. comes from. So it kind of all Very comes cool. together. Yeah, it all kind of comes together with the history of it. Um, the public holiday has almost always been a part of it, except in Australia we started celebrating it in 1823. 
Okay, there you go. So we were a little late to the party, but we got there in the end. Well, I think as a country, we're a little late to the party anyway. So (laughs) we're a young (laughs) country. So I think that's why. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so uh, the Easter bunny and chocolate. I think this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Where did a bunny and eggs come into this? Because this is part of what we see as the holiday. When it's marketed, um, it's not marketed as a Christian thing. It's marketed as the time where you eat lots of chocolate. So why is that, Caleb? I, I know I'm actually really interested in this because ever since I've been young, you know, they've been interconnected, uh, Easter yep. chocolate. And so why do we think that? Yeah. So first of all, I want to give you a little test. Uh, the largest Easter egg ever made uh, was eight meters tall. How heavy do you think it was? Oh my goodness. Um, a hundred kilograms. Try 8,000 kilograms of chocolate. 8,000. Oh, so it was a full, it was like, it was a solid one. It's, it's eight. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Fair question. Actually. I, I assume that means it was not hollow. Yeah. Good question. Eight, eight meters tall. That's like, I'm thinking that's, that's at least like four and a half times overhead like wow. of chocolate. That's, that is that's massive. a fantastic thing I've got a question about. for you. I've got a question for you before you okay. tell us some more stuff. There's some more information I find out, found out. Okay. How much do you think um, Americans spend on Easter candy each year? Uh, it's the second biggest after Halloween. So it's pretty big. Okay. How much do they spend? I'm going to guess like, oh, geez, this is tough. It's like no, uh, let's go like $2 million. $2 million? $1.9 billion. <laughs> $1.9 billion is spent on Easter candy each year. And 76% of Americans think that their ears of a chocolate bunny should be in first. So... There's a little bit okay. of fun facts about it, but why, fun why facts. Caleb, why, why do we, why is chocolate even a part of it? Why do we spend so much money on chocolate? Like where has it yeah. all come into the picture? Yeah. Great question. So I'll, I'll do it like this. Cause this is kind of the way my research told me, Oh, by the way, I found in the UK, you can buy an egg made out of cheese. So it's not just chocolate. You can, Ooh. you can buy a cheese egg. That, that was the first thing I came across that I thought was, <laughs> I don't know if okay. that appeals to you or not, but I thought that was pretty neat. So what do you uh, think? Would you go cheese or chocolate? Me, cheese or chocolate? Uh, I mean, I have to take chocolate, but the cheese thing's kind of novel. I wouldn't be mad if I had one cheese egg, like fa- if I found that in the garden, like <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so every confused. nine, I would be so confused, <laughs> but that's yeah, just, you'd buy it that's into me. Like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah fair enough. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry. Continue on. I keep derailing. No, you. you're right. So, so it was, it was, I, I got stumped on that for a minute as well. So there was, there's the bunny and then there's the eggs. I'll tackle them in that order. And okay. then I'll talk about some of the ways that they come together because the chocolate thing just kind of came later as, as out of these things I'm about to tell you, we just involved chocolate because chocolate's good and everything, but oh, really? the okay. bunny. Okay. So the Easter bunny, uh, or, or a bunny in, in general is a symbol and has been for a long time, apparently a symbol of fertility and new life, uh, in many ancient cultures because bunnies lay babies or make babies like not lay babies, they don't lay <laughs> eggs. They, they have babies like so yes. fast. They breed like so fast. Yes. So you've probably heard like figures of speech around that. So they've been used as a symbol of fertility and of new life, which that idea of new life obviously ties in with the resurrection. Yep. of Jesus Christ, yep. uh, which is where it all began. So they, they kind of tie together nicely. So that's yep. where the whole bunny idea came in. Um, I even found some reference to one of you talked about um, pagan celebrations. Things. There was an Anglo-Saxon festival. Uh, 
this is pre eighth century. So this is getting, getting back as well. Apparently there was a goddess of fertility, uh, whose symbol was a bunny. Ah. Uh, so people point to that festival and say, this must've had something to do with the bunny being involved in Easter. And funnily enough, the name of the festival is E O S T R E, which is like, if you were going to try and pronounce that sounds a lot like Easter. Wait, how would you say it if you were going to try and pronounce it? Ilster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll go with it. <laughs> so, you can see where people point there. Yep. There's, there's some crossover there. Uh, so that that was the key thing with the bunnies is they symbolize fertility and new life because they breed really fast. That mm. was the thing that seemed to tie in the bunnies. So the egg thing, where does that come in? Okay, yes. so yep. you talked about Lent, this idea yep. that people fast as, they fast for 40 days in the lead up Christian, um, Christian tradition. That included eggs. They didn't eat their eggs. So the chickens didn't just stop laying eggs just because it was Lent. So they, you know, they, they couldn't train the chickens to do that. So yep. they just ended up with all of these extra eggs. And so this tradition began, and this apparently they've dated this back to like at least the 13th century, where they would decorate the eggs so that either you would give them to children as a gift that's that's a total stitch up in my opinion <laughs> yes. uh, but you would give you would give children these decorated <laughs> eggs as a gift or you would then eat them when Lent was over as ah. Easter, as the Easter weekend arrived. And it was more exciting because the eggs were decorated. So, yes. so that's yep. kind of a logical explanation. There yep. was all these surplus of eggs. So they're like, what are we going to do with them? Well, let's paint them, give them to children and eat them. Okay, yep. great. Uh, so that was, that was interesting. Uh, History.com. Um, Apparently, as part of a similar tradition, uh, you've probably seen that. I think they're in some like there's. I'm sure I've seen an action movie about this. Have you seen those like jewel encrusted eggs? Like that yes, are worth yes, I have. Yep, pounds. Yep, yep. Okay, so that's like that's like Russian history. Apparently, Russian high society and Russian royalty began exchanging those as part of Easter. So that just oh. like lends itself to the egg thing becoming more important. Yep. Uh, so again, they're still not chocolate. They were crystal eggs. I don't know whether you'd rather cheese crystal or chocolate. <laughs> to you okay, crystal and then, so i can buy more then, chocolate ones <laughs> yeah so i've kind of breathed through a few things there i've arrived now at the part i'm most excited about which is where the where the the egg and the bunny concepts okay, they come together, come together. yeah yeah okay so there's this 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 blew my mind this particular thing i'm about to show you right so apparently there's there's medical essays published in germany in 1682 uh by an actual doctor which mention a regional character from Western Germany called the Osterhaus, uh, <laughs> which translates to Easter hare, okay. uh, who was said to hatch multicolored eggs for children to find in the garden. What? Yeah, which was part of an Easter weekend tradition. The kids would search the garden. And and before this point, before this essay in 1682, it's really unclear where it all began. That's where everything gets really hazy. But this essay seems to... So you might be thinking, why did a doctor write about that in yeah. a medical essay? It's really random, right? Well, apparently it was because kids were getting them... They were making themselves unwell because they were eating the eggs that oh. were probably too old, although were just shotting the eggs raw and it was making them sick. <laughs> Apparently disgusting. that's why the doctor wrote about it. Okay. Uh, which is fascinating to me. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. that was, so there's all sorts of explanations for why this became a German, like, like folk 
Mm. tale like fairy tale tradition thing but that's kind of where the crossover that's where people point back to so in germany 1682 this essay exists that proves that the bunny and the egg idea crossed over so that's that's as far back as we can get which i thought was pretty cool um and then the other link i guess between the egg and the bunny is that both of them have to do with the idea of new life and yeah. fertility because they both are a symbol of the bunny, obviously lots and lots of babies, the egg symbolizing that a baby, a baby chicken or whatever it is about to be born. So that's the other crossover. And maybe just somewhere along the way, someone decided to take two separate symbols that people were using at Easter and put them together. So I don't know whether it was some like official priest who was like involved in or maybe it was just some mum who came up with a great game to play on Easter weekend, but that's where we are today, Cam. Okay. Wow. Okay. So lots to learn there. It's something I actually found that ties into the, um, I think the egg aspect is, um, uh, (laughs) hatcheries used to dye their chickens during this time as well. They used to dye their baby chicks um, because um, then they would just shed their feathers. I was wondering, did you do this over the weekend? Did you dye your baby chicks? I did not dye my baby chickens. (laughs) We have discussed, however, putting them in skirts because there's apparently been a viral photo. We have now been sent this photo of chickens in, like baby chickens in skirts, like eight times over the the course of the last week. So we're considering that idea. Okay, my vote is you don't do it. Um, for your own <laughs> personal sanity, um, but it's it, we're in isolation at the moment, Callum. So, whatever you want, <laughs> <laughs> it could be a good use of time at this point. Yeah, it could so be. there you go. That that if anyone says you know it could be a good party trick, people say, "What the heck is a bunny to do with Easter?" That yep. kind of conversation sometimes comes up around this time. There, you, there go. you go. You can refer. You can say, "Well, according to doctor, a German doctor in 1682," and there's your explanation. That's yes. as close as I could get. Well, there you go, Cal. I actually feel like I've actually become a little bit more of an expert about Easter during that hour of power of that hour of research. Do you feel the same? 60 minutes of study. There we go, Cam. We have answers to all the questions. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Hour of Power podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this special little look into Easter and hopefully you feel a little bit more like an expert because of that. We always enjoy you guys tuning in and we hope that wherever you're listening from, you're enjoying the podcast. We just ask that if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, the podcast has just recently moved there and one thing that helps the podcast uh, spread a little bit is if you can leave a review. So if you could just leave a little bit of a rating there. Um, One, it helps us to know that you're liking the podcast, but it also helps it get out if you really enjoy it and want others to listen to it as well. Continue to send in the podcast ideas that you like to uh, listen to or you'd like to learn more about and engage with us on social media if you want to talk with us there. We always like hearing from our listeners. But thanks for listening to this episode and we'll see you on the next uh, episode of the Hour of Power podcast.